Welcome to Let's Talk Real Estate. I'm your host, Anna Olsisi, serial entrepreneur, passionate marketer, and partner at Segway Group at Keller Williams Realty Gainesville. On the podcast, you will find valuable information about all things real estate, plus some fun stories told by a variety of guests. So if you like what you hear, then subscribe and invite any friends who you think may get some value from listening. They say all the world's a stage. Well, today we're talking about how all the real estate world is a stage. Staging is a multi-million dollar business, both for the people who do it and the people who use it. It can raise the price of your property by hundreds, thousands of dollars sometimes if you have a multi-million dollar property, but definitely for the everyday person, it can mean the difference between selling at 200,000 and 250,000. So today we have Eileen Kraps of Eileen Kraps Designs telling us all about staging and its importance in marketing a property and selling a property for top dollar. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Eileen. You have done phenomenal work in North Central Florida, probably elsewhere. I don't know. We're going to talk about that today. Um, but we definitely have helped us uh, with our staging. And um, I always tell the story of how you took a house that I never thought was going to sell, <laughs> at least not in a timely manner or for that price. And uh, you transformed it into something spectacular that sold in two or three days, if I recall, at asking price. And so uh, to me, that was a testament to staging in general and most definitely to your abilities and your professionalism. Uh, so um, can you give us a little rundown for people who don't know, like, what does staging mean uh, in terms of real estate? Well, staging creates a measurable and a marketable change in the perceived value of the property. So the things that we do to a home, it's always focused towards that. Is this going to make a measurable and a marketable change in the buyer's mind mm -hmm. of, that, of the value of that property? Sometimes that value does manifests itself in more dollars, like mm -hmm. you were saying. Sometimes it, it uh, appears as a quick sale time, which means that they, and maybe in 30 or 45 days, they have no more carrying costs. You know, they don't have the mortgage anymore. They don't have the HOA fees, the maintenance, the power bill, the utilities, all that, mm -hmm. that makes it expensive to have that house sitting on the market. So the quicker that it sells, sometimes that's the value and that they really do get more money in the end, um, you know, when they don't have those costs to have to deal with. Okay. So of course people can net more money probably from mm -hmm. a quicker sale and yeah. all of that. What's the purpose of staging, for example, an empty home? Sometimes people say, well, an empty home is great because it's a blank canvas and, and a buyer can just like totally picture their stuff in there. <laughs> well, if you, look, the if you look at the statistics <laughs> on that, we know that 90% of the buyers cannot envision themselves in that space. Right. They don't have any point of reference. Will my sofa fit in here? You know, or um, how is this space going to work for me? So that's just a statistic we have that only 10% of the population can envision themselves in there. So wow. most people can't. Okay. Okay. Because that's huge. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. I think real estate agents, because we can visualize it, oftentimes people don't realize that the average buyer can't. And, um, and so that's, that's the key to 
to convincing a seller in terms of whether or not this is really essential? Well, that and beyond that, my process is a three-step process. I'm going to look at the house, the architecture of the house, the number of bedrooms, bathrooms, um, are there stairs in the home, mm-hmm. good, lighti- good lighting, both natural and uh, artificial. So, you know, the first thing I do is I look at the actual architecture of the house and then we study the demographics of the house. Um, who's the most likely buyer? Okay. And we once we target who the lo- most likely buyer is for that house, that's who we're going to stage for. And that gets into the psychographics, which is what you're you're alluding to. Not only do we want them to know that their sofa is going to fit in there, we want to present to them the lifestyle that they aspire to live in that house. Maybe we think the most um, likely buyer would be a retired couple would be completely different than if we were staging that property for a first-time home buyer or even a move up, somebody that just had that second or third baby and they're moving, you know, Mm -hmm. to more square footage. So, yeah, we we not only show them where the furniture can fit, we show them how they can live there. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. And that's definitely part of me. I always say that in terms of real estate, the most important things to sell a home are, you know, number one, location, 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 mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. um, and competition of other houses there on the market. But always a big factor is psychology. Mm-hmm. You know, is how do you feel when you walk in, when you walk up to a home, and how do you feel then when you are in the home? That's right. And then in areas like where we live, you know, here in North Central Florida and the Gainesville Metro in particular, there's so much new construction. Right. And that kind of kills the sellers that are, are selling existing homes. Uh, they need to go the extra mile, I right. feel, um, because the, the new construction, these they have these models and they're fabulous. And they do give that lifestyle impression that probably an existing home won't give unless the seller is just like a stager themselves and and, you know sometimes they are sometimes they're fantastic but but usually it's kind of difficult to have that kind of vision so you've seen in person how it works well exactly exactly now if somebody who hasn't okay so how do you convince someone to do this um usually with numbers okay you know you want to do the rundown on the numbers and i can give you a few right here um the national your association the national association of realtors keeps really good statistics on staging and so does my professional organization, uh, Real Estate Staging Association. Mm-hmm. So we know um, that the National Association of Realtors came out to say that 97% of buyers' agents said that staging affects the buyer's view of the home. Wow. So 97, that's that's super high. Yes. Yeah. And then we also know that home stage prior to going on the market sell in 90% less time. Wow. So I usually address that with numbers and mm-hmm. figures, you know, and and what the return on their investment is going to be, because I'm usually the last person they're writing a check to. Right. And they see me as an expense. But the national statistic is if they spend money on staging, they can expect to get 6 to 10% back. I mean, 6 to 10% more for their house. Right, right, right. Okay, so in North Florida, we're seeing more like 3 to 5%. But if that house sold in less than a week, who would not want to make 3 to 5% on the money they invested, you know? (laughs) Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So I talk to them a lot about the return on investment. Uh, They might say, well, I I think I need to knock out this bathroom and spend $5,000 getting the bathroom Mm -hmm. up. I'm like, no, spend half of that with me. Mm-hmm. And we can overcome that bathroom. Wow. So okay. that's a big um, deal. Yeah. yeah. So we can take what is there. Mm-hmm. And um, I just did one recently that the it was a flip, and the tile in the 
the only bathroom in the house was blue, which was fine, but evidently some tiles had fallen out over the years and somebody had put white tiles just here and there. There's not even any pattern. I think there were like three or four white oh, tiles no. in the middle of that blue tile. So I hung a shower curtain that was blue and white okay. and that just disappeared. That little problem wow. just disappeared and nobody commented about it. So um, that's just <laughs> one that's small great. way how you can save yeah. money, yeah. not just spend money. I'm really there to save you money. And make you money. And I and I like that perspective because it's so true. I mean, you really are saving people money. Just carrying costs on a property alone, mm-hmm. you know, for months and months at a time. Um, I, I worked with a seller who um, had an, a beautiful, beautiful empty house. And um, I wanted her to stage it. And uh, we had it listed at a certain price point, which was really, it was reasonable for, for the size and the mm-hmm. location and everything. She elected not to stage it, and um, instead of spending, um, I think it was something like seven seventy five hundred dollars we had to drop the price by $30,000, mm-hmm. and it ended up being rented instead, and that broke my heart. Uh, <laughs> I always tell people, staging is going to be less than your first price reduction. Yeah. And that price reduction is going to come pretty soon if the house isn't being shown or, you know, if there are no offers coming in, you're going to want to try to get that price down so you can move the house. Absolutely. And I think that, I think the misconception um, in today's market, in a, in a seller's market, is that they're going to sell the house really quickly, no matter what, mm-hmm. right? Because the inventory is so low. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is that homes that aren't appealing to the person, you know, who's the target buyer, they're, they're not selling. They are sitting. And you can't just slap a price on something and hope that you're going to get top dollar if a person can ever visualize living in that house. That's right. That's why the price gets dropped. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and they're being slashed. And um, like I said, this one was $30,000 and it still didn't sell. And that's just devastating. Hopefully now, you know, it's being rented, but hopefully now <laughs> we go back on the market, it will be staged. Well, and- yeah, $30,000 was a lot more than the price would have been to stage the house. Oh yeah, it, so, it was yeah, and it could be gone by now. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So um, so yes, like I said, I was a little bit heartbroken by that one, but but maybe maybe the seller was too, and we have learned a lesson yeah, at this point. So uh, circle around and try it again. Yes, yes, I think we will. Let's say the home is furnished, okay, mm-hmm. and and I know you deal with you know, occupied with staging both. exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So tell me a little bit about that when people are kind of. Like they love their furniture, and you're like, ooh. <laughs> well, you know, um, we we do a lot of occupied stagings. I mean, I don't personally, but the industry mm-hmm. probably more people do occupied staging than vacant staging, and I enjoy doing that. Um, and usually we can work with the furniture, and then sometimes we need to address the problem of what they need to take out. Mm-hmm. I had a someone recently that was living in the home, and I told her the big lazy boy. Um, chair needed to come out and I try to be respectful people are living in this house and sure. this, they still have to live there and enjoy it and she just said no I'm not taking that out so I said well you only have 26 inches between the edge of this chair and the wall oh and in that 26 inches people have to walk through there to access three bedrooms and a bathroom. Mm-hmm. And so when you've got prospective buyers walking through that and they have to pull in to get through that 26 inches, you know, their their 
brain pulls in too. It's like, oh, this is tight. This is too small. This isn't going to work for me. Absolutely. And um, then another, in that same home, she had, we go by bedrooms when we're deciding how many um, chairs to put around the dining room table. So oh. the rule of thumb is that if you have, you want one chair for each bedroom, but two for the master because you figure sure. there's going to be two people in there. So this home had four bedrooms, which meant I need to, to a minimum put five chairs around the dining room table. Five's mm -hmm. an awkward number, so I like to go right. to like six. Yeah. Also, the home was above $250,000. So those people entertain more. Their kids have friends over. They spend the night. They need those extra places to sure. sit for eating. I noticed that her table only had four chairs, but it had, it, you could put a leaf in there. So I asked her if she had a leaf for the table. And she said, I do, but I don't have any more chairs. So I rented her two chairs, sure. and okay. then that showed, it was the only dining air space in the home, but it shows you could at least put six people around the table. If you don't, then the people who are coming in with three children and the mother right. and the dad, they're going to say, that's that's too small. I can't, I can't, that doesn't work for me. That, you know, I need absolutely. to put at least five people here. Absolutely. Well, mm -hmm. that makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And who knew? I mean, I didn't know that thing about the... The number of bedrooms and all of that. See, mm -hmm. I'm learning something new. Yeah, and we've got all kinds <laughs> of now. I can tell we do to, sellers that yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. use that. Definitely, I have that like going on right now. Now I'm suddenly going to tell these people that they need two more chairs in this <laughs> house I have listed. So good to know. Yeah, so we can bring yeah. in things to supplement. Um, a, a, we always ask that uh, personal photos and. Uh, certificates or diplomas and things like that come down and when that comes down usually that's a lot a lot of what's on the walls mm -hmm. so we'll supplement with art okay and pillows and rugs and maybe update lamps you know rent them some lamps so mm -hmm. it, it looks updated and you know 2019 right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. do you do you ever give suggestions on things like paint like actually yes. painting the walls and yes that? okay yes if they need it you know um sometimes well, I always recommend if they're going to paint, let's do it something neutral. Sure. But if the paint is up and it's good and it's lime green and they don't want to um, mess with painting, then we'll just work around that. We'll work with that, okay. you know, and, and make it make it work. Yeah. Okay. That would be an interesting, fun room, actually. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's great. Let's say I'm going to list a home. There's, you know, there's some issues that I see. Would you suggest that you go along with the listing agent for the listing appointment, or do you go after? How do people typically ask you to to become involved? Um, both ways. I have been on the listing appointment before, mm -hmm. and I find that's very valuable mm -hmm. uh, to bring me in right at the beginning because, of, say, for the bathroom situation, I can say, no, I don't really think you need to. Um, put $5,000 in that bathroom, or maybe their countertops are laminate, and they're thinking they need to change them out right. uh, to granite. Mm -hmm. And I would tell them they will get more money, more bang for their buck if they stage the house than if they change those countertops out. Wow. Because we can make it work. And people can really think forward, and they could say, well, we don't really like the laminate countertops, but we could change those. And then they can change them to their taste True. Not to what the homeowner, the, you know, was changing them out to. So, I, and the other thing about going with a listing agent is I try to explain that the one of the things I cannot overcome with staging is overpricing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know anything about pricing. You're, you're the expert on pricing. Sure, yeah. And I try to, you know, 
in a very nice way, just say, that's what I can't overcome. I can overcome a lot. Mm -hmm. I can overcome your location. Maybe I can overcome awkward rooms or bad floor plans. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you can overcome just problems with the house, like I was telling with the tile. Right. But I can't overcome overpricing. Okay. So the agents love for me to say that because they don't have to say it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Look, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the most difficult parts, actually, about listing a home. Sometimes it's the emotional attachment that a seller has with their, not just their home, but their personal effects. I mean, just all the things that are attached to a life that they've built there. And uh, and so to be able to have that neutral party come in, the emotionless neutral part expert uh, come in and, and do that and kind of give them a rundown of like, this is... This is no longer your house. You know, this is that's it. This is someone else's house, and now. it's a product, yeah. and we need to market it. Exactly. And that while your things are lovely, mm-hmm. the buyer may not aspire to these things. So once right. we target who that buyer is going to be, it's all about the buyer. Exactly. We are staging for the buyer. Can you tell me a fun story of something that you've done? Well, I will tell you one that I did in Hale Plantation. Okay. For those of you who do not know what Hale Plantation is, it is a fancy schmancy beautiful part of town here in Gainesville. And it has luxury homes, but it also has homes that are as low as like 150 or something. So, um, so yeah. So anyway, go on. So go this, on. Is, this is the yeah. one I did for you. But okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, so I'm driving into the neighborhood and I notice there is a brand new uh, elementary school. So my mind is immediately starting thinking about the demographics of that neighborhood. And I'm thinking, well, it, you know, probably going to be a family in here, I would mm-hmm. think. So I pull in and I go in and I meet the homeowner and the agent. And um, I ask about who's living in this neighborhood. Is it children? Because Mm -hmm. I I know that's a great uh, elementary school. And they said, no, it's all young professionals. And Mm -hmm. so when I walked the property and and looked out at the yard, it made perfect sense because all the yards in this particular area are very small and um, not much grass. So that would eliminate probably a family right there. And they want play play areas. But this home had uh, a bedroom in it that nobody could figure out how they could put a bed in it. Mm-hmm. It had been on the market, a, a whole listing uh, time period, whatever that is. I think it's three or six months, I'm not sure. Oh, wow, yeah, well, it, yes. It'd been, I, mean, I think it had been about six months. Wow. So uh, the, the homeowner had gotten a new agent, and um, so I walked into that bedroom, and even to me, I looked around and I thought, where am I going to put a bed in here? Mm. You know, I don't see that there's a wall that's appropriate. The last wall you want to use is the, the, the where the door is. You don't want to put a bed on that wall. You want the bed seen when you walk in the room. But uh, to the left of me was a, a wall that had a window in the middle of it. And mm. I hate to put a bed in front of a window. It was And it was that was the only window. I wanted as much light as possible to uh-huh. come in. The next wall was full of closet doors. And the third wall had an indentation in it that was about 18 inches deep. Uh So you really couldn't put a bed up against that. So I thought, shoot, the only wall I have is that little short wall, and it's the wall where you walk in. So, But I I thought, I'm not even sure if I could put a full-size bed there. You might have to go with a twin. Mm -hmm. And so I pulled my tape measure out, and I measured, and I could put a full-size bed and two small um, bedside tables. So I staged it like that and nobody was ever going to have that issue again when they walked in that bedroom they were going to see where the bed went they were going to have to ask where can I put a bed because I showed them where they could put a bed absolutely so that one sold in a day for full price (laughs) so that's I think that was really the only hang-up because she had done everything new roof Mm -hmm. new AC new paint new carpet 
you know, all of that had been taken care of, but yeah. it still had not had an offer. That's a great story because yeah. that, that tells you the power of staging. Of seeing it. Of seeing, right. Yeah, you know, right. an agent can say, oh, you know, you can put a bed right there, but until they see it, they're mm -hmm. not going to believe it. Absolutely. So, um, well, th I mean, that, that's great. What, um, do you have any other statistics to throw our way? Anything fun, fun facts or anything that you want to? Yeah, I have one that um, says, this one's one that really made my antenna go up. It says that in a vacant home, mm -hmm. that a, on average, the buyers only stay in there about six minutes. But they start wow. forming an opinion in 15 seconds. Wow. Yeah. But if you furnish the home, if you stage the home, uh -huh. the average time they are in there is 40 minutes. Oh, my. So we know the longer that they stay in there, you know, the more that they're emotionally connecting with the home. And that's the whole thing. We have to get them emotionally connected with the house. Absolutely. And when I first started staging and I would walk, if I'm in the neighborhood, I always keep the keys with me. I might stop and run in and make sure, you know, the bedspreads are smooth and the pillows are arranged because people do sit down. And sure. I didn't like that at first. But now when I read that statistic, I'm like, oh, man, I want them to be sitting here yes. and taking it all in and and seeing themselves living there. So that's a to me is a really good statistic for that. And the other one that blew me away is that nationally 78% of all expired listings are vacant. Oh, well so that makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah, huge. That's why they expire. Mm -hmm. Based on the story you just told us, then, you know, once they're once they're furnished and people know where uh, where to put everything, uh, they no longer are expired. They are sold. They are sold quickly. Yes. Well, Eileen, thank you so much for joining us today. This is, I mean, it's been educational, uh, both for people who are selling their homes and also probably for agents who might be listening and um, yeah. learning a little bit about the importance of staging. Image is everything. And if, mm -hmm. uh, if you don't put the right image out there, then the house most likely won't be sold or it won't be sold uh, for the price that's the best for the seller. So, yeah. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed oh, it. Um, absolutely. Fun. My pleasure. Wonderful. Well, we look forward uh, to having you back again. Great. I would someone. love to come. Share <laughs> some more with you. I, I want a horror story next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. If you like what you hear and want to learn more about real estate and hear the occasional funny story, then hit that subscribe button right now. And if you know of someone who'd benefit from listening, then tell them to subscribe too, or else they may feel a little left out. For questions, topic suggestions, or nice comments, send an email to Anna at SegwayRE.com. We can also connect on Facebook at SegwayRE. Thanks for listening as we bring you a new way of doing real estate.